Introducing the award-list winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, the Pedo. Because most women don't know their place and they run their mouths all the time. At least she knew her place and she kept it shut. The Ginger Bear. I'm a bag of fucking sunshine, goddammit. And the Pivot Man. You fucking dick. <laughs> I'm gonna rape you now. They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I am one of the hosts, Senior Eric, aka the Ginger Bear. We also have Michael here, man in the helm of uh, political factor, facto. Fucking things. awesomeness. I'm just helming awesomeness. And then jamming on the guitar, we have Boggs. Stroking that neck. Bringing no knowledge to the table, <laughs> but some wicked tunes and some sultry voices. Oh, yeah. Or vocals. Fuck. Mm. The girls love bogs. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, just forewarning and heads up, my complete there intention. There you go, KK. <laughs> my complete intention in this fucking podcast is to get drunk so if i start going crazy towards the end you will know why and why i might be slurring my words already is because i'm a beer and three quarters in and i'm on an empty stomach so this is gonna be fucking awesome anyway how's everybody's week going Really shitting. Really Thanks shitting. Thanks for asking. Yeah, awesome. Mine, mine's been a fucking beating, too. Fucking fan-fucking-tastic. I'm glad that we are bags of fucking sunshine over here. I want to pound <laughs> some fucking beers, too. <laughs> no, that's not all you want to pound. <laughs> you can say, oh, oh What? Eric, Eric doesn't allow that. Um, what, pounding him? That's ba- not what I meant. Ba- Backdoor entry. God. That's so. not what I meant. Uh, here's a little thing that I, I saw. First off, I hate ESPN already. I just think they're a bag of fucking shit. Oh, uh, when it terrible. comes to sports news, they are just absolutely god awful. They're, they're terrible at sports news as CNN is at real news. They're they're like the TMZ of sports news. Mm. Like they only go for the gossip, and that's about fucking it. They bring nothing to the table that's legitimate. Not only that, but their pundits and their fucking professionals that go on there. They spout their mouths about shit that they have no fucking idea about. And this is a very good point here. Um, so, I don't know if you guys heard about this uh, report that came out that Drew Brees, he tipped 4% on a to-go order. You guys hear about this? No. Yeah, somebody went viral with it that he, he uh, got a to-go order from a uh, restaurant and he only tipped 4%. And they're like, hey, you cheap ass, you make millions of dollars and you only give me 4%. Um, and then they had this like little debate on fucking, uh, like NFL live or something where they're talking about it. And, uh, one of the guys was pretty cool and pretty chill. He's like, Hey, you know, I, I tip them, uh, pretty much just as much as I tip, you know, waiters and waitresses. He's like, actually 
I know it sounds bad, but I actually tip pizza delivery guys less. He's like, I know I shouldn't, but I just do. I don't know why. I just always have. So he kind of admitted his fault there. And then some of the other guys like, no, you don't have to tip on to-goes. They're, they're not serving you food. They're not doing all this. And then the other guys, well, well hey, you know, if you get it from like P.F. Chang's or something, they show you every individual plate. They make sure everything's right. They make sure that everything's perfect before you walk out that door. You know, they deserve something for that. Um, and pretty much they all agreed that you don't have to tip on to-goes because they don't really do anything for you. Yeah, fuck that. Whoops. If you have ever worked in a fucking restaurant, you know better than that. Um, first off, there are some places where it's a dedicated to-go person, and that's all they're making. They're not making anything else. And then there's other places where they rely on other people to do it, like a bartender. So a bartender who's got to take care of their all their bar guests on top of make all the drinks for the entire fucking restaurant has to take time out of their busy day to get a fucking to-go order make sure that it's right, show it to the guest, make sure they got everything from the kitchen. Yeah, they don't cook the food and they typically don't box it up themselves, but they still have to make sure that everything is fucking there before you get it. And then they go through it through it with you to make sure that everything's there. And it is taking time out of their tips because they're not being able to take care of their customers as well, the ones that are sitting at the bar getting the fucking service. So yes, they do fucking deserve a tip. I got a tip Absolutely. for him. Absolutely. Get another fucking job if you don't like it. Yeah. Get some, bitch. Eric's fucking in a good mood, isn't he? Probably not anymore. I want to be Asshole. drinking some beers that's tonight. A, that's a healthy attitude. Raising hell. Wow. Do <clears throat> you got anything over there, Bogsy? I don't really know what to say back to you right now. I'll say that. You're, you're talking to two waiters in the room. <laughs> Fuck you, cunt. Fucker. I got a... Story, I guess, since we're doing... Oh, wait. First, since we never do it. Uh, be sure to follow us on the Twitter. <laughs> we do this all the time on the wrap-up show. <laughs> At the Intel Saviors. No shit. Or watch our wrap-up show and get the 50-minute scroll. It's fucking awesomeness. Have you ever seen... Uh, Catch the comedy in that. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen uh, Fight Club, right? Yeah, Long time of ago. course. Um, awesome. Do you remember that part when he takes the politician into the... Or they trap the politician in the bathroom and threaten him yeah do you remember that little line that he says do you remember what it says mm, i don't want to lie and say it do um he's talking about how the guy's kind of cracking down on the fight club and he says look we're the people that take out your garbage yeah we're okay. the people that do this 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 we're the people that protect you while you sleep we're the people that serve you your food mm-hmm. don't fuck with us <laughs> that's true and that's exactly that like See, that's why when I go to take, a restaurant... Take care of the people that are, take care, I, that, that are taking care of you. I always Otherwise, tip. you are going to get shit. You wonder why you get shitty service? I mean, there are shitty servers out there. I'm not going to lie. There are some shitty servers, and I let them know when they are shitty. Mm-hmm. I, let, I tip them, but I say, hey, oh, you he, need to work on your shit because oh, you're doing them. garbage. You probably good. get crap tips all the time, and there's a reason for it. Um, but if you get good service fucking throw them some bones they deserve it they don't make minimum wage they rely on their tips their checks are zero dollars it goes straight to taxes and uh health care and whatever what else, whatever else is on their check and usually these are people that 
are either going through school, so they need the fucking money, because mm-hmm. school is getting way more expensive every fucking year. Strippers and waiters. Um, there are also people that are kind of, you're down on your luck, like they've uh, had some rough times in their life, and they really have nothing else available to them. Oh, bogs. So and really, sorry. waiting tables is pretty much a job that almost anybody can get. So it's really something that a lot of people look for for a decent income. Oh my god! In order dude. to provide for themselves, sounds like Tarantino up in this motherfucker. We're gonna recite Reservoir Dogs. Oh, Reservoir Dogs. I'm, I'm playing the. <laughs> see me over here. I'm playing the tiniest fucking violin in the world for all those waitresses out there. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I always tip well, man, when I go to a restaurant. I've only got to, to go a couple times, and I'll be honest, man. I didn't really throw as much on there for the to-go. I don't feel like I'm sitting there getting served. I'm not getting my drinks refilled and stuff, so I don't feel like I have to put out as much. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I completely forgot about the best part of the story. Uh-oh. Uh, they actually said that he tipped more than 4%. Okay. And listen to how this logic fucking came up. This is how ignorant fucking ESPN is about anything. Uh, they said because Drew Brees paid with a credit card and he signed it, that if you go to eBay, there is nothing less than $19 that he has signed on eBay. So if they took that credit card receipt and sold it on eBay, they would get at least $19. And they'd get sued. Plus the 4%. Here's the thing. You cannot do that. Exactly. It's the a- credit card receipts have to go to the corporate office. They have to file them. We cannot. You cannot give that away. Well, hell, there's been people fired before because they've had. Um, that's what I'm saying. People so come in. They've just taken pictures of ignorant it. Ignorant fucking ESPN is about anything. Is that you cannot do that. So no, he left a four percent tip because he's a cheap ass. Let me guess. How was Emmett Smith was one of the ones talking about. No, I, I can't remember who the who the assholes were, but at least one of them was kind of sticking up for the the small man and being like, "Hey." And I think uh uh what's his name? Herm Edwards. Mhm. Um ex-coach for the Jets. Yeah, Chiefs? he he didn't he didn't really uh talk about, you know, too good about tipping on to-goes, but he he, he claims that he's a a good tipper out <laughs> when he goes and in, goes into a restaurant, but who knows? They all say that shit. Sure he is. <laughs> but there are some. There is actually quite a few sports stars that are notorious for being shitty tippers. And it's like, like I understand that. Yeah, you know they get these big contracts and they get these millions of dollars, and that a huge chunk of it goes to other things. You know they have uh, all kinds of other expenses. They have private security that they have to pay for. They mm-hmm, have their mm-hmm. agents and their. Their money dwindles away really fucking fast. But, dude, like, if you invest properly, like, you have, when you get into pro sports, you have an instant base income that you can invest into really, really good mutual funds, businesses, all kinds of shit, where you can exponentially grow that income. Hey, man, you got to keep up with the Joneses. You got to have that Bentley in that big house. And, I mean, these people have money, so share the wealth a little bit. So, oops, oops, was that socialist? So Boggs, you uh He's sharing four percent, dude. Boggs, you, you, you having a you having a tough time over there, buddy. You want a little pick me up? When you're feeling bad, it's always better to uh think of the this tragic lives of others and make fun of them. It always makes you feel better. At least it works for me. I'm not really sure I'm into this idea, Michael. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> So in Dallas, there's a trial going on right now, and I wasn't aware of this. I just caught this on news, and I thought I'd share this because I'm sure it's not going to be worldwide and stuff, and I know all of our listeners in uh, Europe want to hear this shit. So 
There's a uh, stripper. Her name's Vicky Miller. 44-year-old stripper. Okay. So re- red, red flag <laughs> automatically. Um, she is on trial for the attempted murder of Paul Key. Paul Key was uh, a boyfriend of hers. So Paul Key's on the stand. He's 54 years old, and he testified that his relationship with uh, Vicky Miller lasted about three and a half years. Uh, despite her job as a uh, topless club, uh, working at a topless club, you know, and where they met, uh, they never had a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so little, that's red flag number two. Three and a half years, <laughs> no sex, got it. So he said that he used to meet her often at uh, IHOP for breakfast after she finished her night shift, and they would uh, talk, and he really enjoyed the conversations that they shared. Uh, he estimated that he was spending approximately $2,000 a month to support her so that she could quit her job at the Lipstick Cabaret, which I've never been to. That, that sounds classy. But I have a film we're going to do a road trip pretty soon. <laughs> that sounds real classy. Uh, eventually he found out, though, that uh, she wasn't going to quit even though she was receiving these sums of money. Oh, shit. But he wanted to get more involved with her life and her uh, sons, and I don't think she was having it. So... Due to that, and then him pressuring her to leave her job, uh, she decided that she was going to uh, dispose of Paul. He no longer provided a service for her. So she got her son and one of his friends, uh, a kid named Duncan Boyce. So old Duncan Boyce uh, was testifying that, you know, Vicky had asked him to help take uh, old Paul out. Said that uh, Paul came over one night. And the boys uh, kind of hid in the back and stuff. And he sat on the couch and he came up behind Paul with a uh, cord. I don't know what kind of cord. Put it around his neck. So uh, it's a string of dildos connected by the suction pr- Probably. Um, boy said he struggled, uh, but uh, his hand started to slip. And then a old uh, stripper Miller grabbed the cord out of his hand and took his place and started to strangle him as well. And her uh, son, Francisco Hurtado... <laughs> Okay. I don't know why. But Are you serious right now? <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, that makes me giggle. Um, he went and got a frying pan out of the kitchen and started to beat Paul Key ab- <laughs> about the head. <laughs> so the funniest thing about this whole incident here is where um, Mr. Key, who was being, um, you know, t- during his testi- testifying and stuff, he said that, uh, quote, my initial inclination was to just sit back and observe what it's like to die. <laughs> What? <laughs> is this not the <laughs> what? Okay, is this not the most beaten man in the world? He's <laughs> he's dating a forty four year old stripper. He's giving her like two grand a month. I, I just wanted to know what it's like. He had to dip into like his four hundred one k and everything else to provide this money to her, so she quit stripping. She wouldn't do it. Then when he wanted to get more involved in her life, she tried to kill him. The funniest part about this was it goes on to say that um, <laughs> he okay. So Paul eventually said, oh, oh, after he said, you know, he wanted to see what it was like to die. He said eventually, you know, he decided that he would uh, fight back and try and get away after he contemplated, fuck it, I'll just die. <laughs> what the fuck? So he got out and started hauling ass out of the apartment, and they're trying to chase him down, and there's other people out there and stuff, and they're, and he's screaming, these people are trying to kill me and stuff, and she's just yelling, he's off his meds, you know, he's crazy, he's off his meds, don't listen to him. And they're trying to wrangle him back in, they never got a hold of him. So she goes back inside, and this kid's friend, this Duncan Boyce, he's testifying you know, against him now, and he said that... Uh, it was the most horrific scene he's ever seen. He came back in, and his mom's freaking out because they have to come up with a game plan. So they start washing the blood off the pots and pans they are beating him with. And then he, she had his son punch her in the face a couple times and, like, rough her up so she could claim that he came over and started kicking her ass so they were defending her. 
<laughs> so, of course, it's not looking too good for uh, old Vicky Miller, but uh, I feel bad for old Paul. I thought that was pretty tragic. My, like I said, my favorite line of the story <laughs> is my initial inclination <laughs> was to just sit back and observe what it's like to die. What the fuck? <laughs> so, that, that is some real emo shit right there. <laughs> so poor Paul Key, man. He's uh, probably the most beaten down man in America. <laughs> That does sound pretty shitty. So does that make you feel better? You're not Paul Key. <laughs> We're not in Detroit. <laughs> We're not Detroit. <laughs> That's what um, this reminds me of. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have heard about this story. Um, this comes from uh, the great state of Washington. Um, this gentleman named Christopher Dillingham, he faces charges of second-degree malicious mischief Reckless endangerment and possession of ex- of an explosive device. Do you want to know why? He had it up his ass. Nope. Mm. Damn. I don't know, man. I'm out on this one. Because he strapped a bomb to his dog's neck and blew it up. Ooh. He is not facing animal cruelty because apparently, according to the prosecutor, that charge would be used only if the animal had suffered, but apparently it died instantly. Yeah, I would think so. So, do you want to know why he killed his dog? Hold up, let me think. No. Which was a uh, family Labrador retriever. Hmm. Because he's an evil son of a bitch? Well, maybe. You better get on the fucking mic. Oh, sorry. Because he's an evil son of a bitch. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Boggs is like 10 feet away from his fucking mic if you didn't hear him. He was fucking... <laughs> I don't know. He got into it. <laughs> I got relaxed. Baloney. I don't, I don't understand. Go ahead. He what woke up to season? the dog chewing on his sack. Nope. Because he believed that the devil was inside the dog. Oh, that is yeah. correct. You he, know, he was preparing for rapture. And okay. uh, quote unquote, his girlfriend gave him this Labrador... Uh, which is named Cabela, or was named Cabela. Um, and she had put the devil in it. Okay. So he took a whole bunch of black powder from fireworks that he had at his home, made a little makeshift bomb, tied oh. it around his neck, <laughs> fed it a whole bunch of treats so it wouldn't try to wiggle out of it, <laughs> and then triggered the bomb while hiding behind a wall and killed this fucking dog because it had the devil in it. Well, I mean, you know. Okay, so he actually just sounds insane. No. <laughs> Did you guys see that thing I put on Facebook about the three girls and who go and get I'm the looking beans? at a picture of the Labrador and it's pretty fucking cute. I don't know how in the hell you could say that that has the fucking devil in it. Is that picture with or without the head? Cuz that would make a difference. Dude. That <laughs> that's a pretty cute looking dog, right? Who's the dude on the left? That's the dude that's being charged. <laughs> He's he's fucking like he, he a looks middle a middle aged man. He looks a little yeah. He's forty five. What the fuck? Maybe maybe he should just go find him a nice stripper woman <laughs> and start dating her and try and feel what it's like to die. <laughs> just want to sit back and observe what it's like to die. <laughs> if I was on the jury, I'd be laughing so fucking hard <laughs> when he said that. I'd just been like, Jesus Christ, man! What the fuck is wrong with you? Is what I would have screamed at him. Yeah, <laughs> I've been like this. That is, is like at that point, like I, I don't, I don't even know what to say to a man that says that. Like to, to me, I'm thinking to myself, like, jury I, duty, that success. <laughs> like I, like honestly, if I was in the in the jury box, I I don't think I would find that funny. I mean, it sounds funny like after the fact and listening to the whole story, but at the time, like I I think. 
my heart would be breaking for that dude, being like, dude, this guy is fucking like defeated. What, Hashtag what defeated the next fuck has world. happened in your life that has made you just like you're getting your ass beat and you're just like, meh. Well, <laughs> as sad as that is, I still think the saddest part of the story is 44 year old stripper. <laughs> Let me just stop right there. Saddest part of the story. <laughs> you know what's not sad? Stop. You know what's very good? Stop. Did you guys hear that uh, there was a drop? Great in segue, by the way. Bestiality rate. Oh, but, really? Yes. According to in new data in he, this fucking country, can okay. you imagine that? According to the uh, CDC, uh, for the first time it's gotta ever. It's got to be a fucking lie. No, man, I'm telling you. Either that or we've gotten so fat that we're starting to implode. In uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, Michelle Obama's Just Move program. I think that's what did it. The obesity <laughs> rate fucking Democrat. for poor children <laughs> aged 2 to 4 fell on 18 states and the Virgin Islands from uh, 2008 to 2011. Only three states witnessed a rise. I don't know which three states, but I'm going to guess Southern? Yeah. But that would be my guess. Black belt for sure. Yeah, that's where I'm going. But uh, Did you say black belt? Yeah. Are you talking about the Bible belt? No. Okay. That's what they call it. There's a the baddest right. region in the country. It's called the black belt, and it goes from like Texas, and it goes through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, into Georgia. So it's also the and it's like and the reason why it's called the black belt is because it was a graph and it was in black and white, and the darkest of the areas were the fattest, and it was just like a line of black. Sounds racist, <laughs> sounds racist, but whatever. Uh, but anyway, so it's the not. last time they had a survey like this was in 2009, and they saw 24 states um, actually go up in child obesity. So this is the first time they've ever seen a drop. So uh, good job, Michelle Obama. You're saving our country. I just want to say that. <laughs> whatever. <Wow>. Okay, <laughs> By so how much? Story doesn't say that. I'm saying that. By how much? I don't know. They don't. I mean, they don't really have percentages. Yeah, they just it's say all how, bullshit. They just say that <laughs> it's, it's pretty just hard falling. to find. It's all bullshit. Okay, that is true. Here, here's how a can great they one. That. Uh, and yeah. here's what when it comes to like percentages and stuff. I learned about this actually when I was in junior high. Oh yeah. Uh, because you, we were talking about percentages and how they come up with those numbers. Um, and the example that my teacher gave me was, uh, you know, when you see a uh, an ad for like Crest. Tooth, uh, toothbrush or a toothpaste or whatever, and they say four out of five dentists agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and those polls are so fucking skewed, and they do it on purpose so then it looks good on their whatever product they're selling. And there was actually one that came out today that was on the the upcoming PlayStation Four, uh, where Sony came out and said that some polls say that eighty percent of potential customers uh, want to purchase the PS Four other other competitors. It's like, well, first off, it's a poll by Sony. So it's already biased to begin with. And then second off, it says some polls, which is very generic. And then it says potential customers. What the fuck that does that? I mean, you can get a hobo and say, hey, if you had the money, which one would you buy? <laughs> like, what the fuck does that even mean? Potential customer. Everybody's it's so skewed, so biased, and all it was was to make a headline, and that's pretty much it. And that that's that's kind of what I'm saying about that. 
It's a bunch of bullshit. I agree. It's a Would coup. you say it's a... It's a coup, or not a coup. Propaganda. It's a propaganda by Michelle Obama to make herself look good. Well, she Boom! Did. Oh, hold up, hold up. I don't want to... I am throwing in the Michelle Obama thing. The story didn't say anything about that. I'm I just, know, I'm, I'm just, just giving her credit where credit's not due. Go to her defense. Good job. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Her husband's fucking up a little hey, bit. Hey, I saw so. a social experiment from Way William Johnson this week. It was pretty cool. What? What was it? Equals three. It was uh, it was a girl and a guy who would go out and randomly ask strangers to have sex with them, oh, and see yeah. how many hits they had. Uh, the girl probably maj- like got a huge majority. Uh, here's the. I'm gonna go with seventy five percent. Hold on, what she look like? Majority. No, no, you're wrong. Ooh. But it was, was a it small sample size. No, the dude. No, the dude went zero for a hundred. <laughs> he asked a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. Was he, he went, was he good looking? No homo. Was he, he good was, looking? No homo. There was one gay guy that wanted to have sex with him. Well, because Box isn't gay. Mm-hmm. As much as we give him shit, he's not gay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not Guys gay. count too, right? But, I mean, come I on. It, you know what it a good still, looking dude looks like. So. Was he a good looking dude? He was, but he wasn't confident in his approach. Uh, he would what be really a nervous pansy. when he, well, he'd like put his hands together and he looked really timid. What a pa- they should have had The girl me do it. was smoking hot and she was really confident and it was like. She didn't even have to work hard because she only like he. So it's fucking biased already. So like every fucking yeah. guy said yes except for like the gay ones, right? <laughs> no, here's the deal. She only asked fourteen, and she got seven out of seven. You know what that is, dude? That's, seven and seven. Uh, here's why. Seven yes to seven. No. Here's the only thing I'm gonna say about that. Was she in San Francisco? No. No, I'll tell you why. Because seven of those dudes were married, and they're like. I'm Somebody's not, gonna see this. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking say yes to this if they're audio taping uh, or videotaping. That video is taping, good. That's did, all it what people came know? into. Uh, no, they told them afterwards. But the seven yeses are fucking hilarious because it's just like, hey, I just want to know if you guys wanted to have sex, and this guy's like, yes, 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 I do. She is smoking hot. <laughs> so, but uh, what uh, Ray William Johnson said on his thing is like, you know what I would have liked? Like, what if the guy drove up in a Ferrari? Mm. What, what or what if the guy had hits? some fucking confidence? Or that too, yeah. We need to do this survey, I think. I think we need to try this. We need to go to the bar one night and just start asking. Where were they? Just like, asking people to what have was sex. The, what yeah. was the scenario? Like, where were they? They were in an inner city type place. I don't really know. They like, was it on the street? Yeah. They didn't name the city, and I think it's because of obvious reasons. Yeah. Because it was videotaping that yeah. kind of shit. But, mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, but I think if he had a Ferrari or was confident, that oh, might change. Yeah. That might change a lot of things about that. No, uh, no, no. If he definitely um, had a Ferrari, that would fucking change. Oh yeah, things. yeah. Slap what a if, Rolex on him. Put what if the girl? On what if the girl's slightly overweight? Does that change that? Because I would think at some yes. point there's a weight difference oh. where it's like, no, I'm good. Thank well, you. How, it it how would much? skew the numbers a little bit. How much though? I mean, I could do a little extra. You know what I'm saying? I won't turn her girl away. Well, for here's a few the thing: it's not about your personal preference; it's about what other people actually do. It's about yeah. Most people are fucking shallow as shit. Oh, yes. I am. I'm not gonna lie; I am. I'm a terrible <laughs> human. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't really consider myself a terrible human. I do. I could it tell you're a it, fucking horrible, horrific human. When it <laughs> comes to <laughs> wow, I'm just gonna go get another beer and cry in the corner. <laughs> no, I love Eric. Sorry, buddy. Eric makes my wiener go crazy. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, you know that fucking you jackass? You can follow this shit up with anything. Oh, I could follow it up with everything. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw this, but that fucking dickhead uh, chief medical correspondent, Sanjay Gupta on CNN, which what, what I said earlier, CNN, it's fucking a joke. But anyway... Um, he's recently changed his position on medical marijuana or just marijuana in general for health benefits. And, uh, cause back in like 2009, he did a big op-ed and of course he's always been a proponent against it on CNN where they've talked about different things. 
saying, you know, marijuana wasn't good for you and blah, 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 and all this shit. Well, since then, because of a documentary he's been working on doing some additional research and some of the things that he's seen out in the field since he's actually, you know, been involved in it instead of just fucking reading other people's work, he's come to the conclusion that, you know what? Medical marijuana is legitimate. It has actual benefits. And uh, so he came out and said that he apologized because he didn't look hard enough at the situation. And uh, he said that I didn't look, do. Yeah. He said, I didn't look far enough. I didn't review papers from smaller labs in other countries doing some remarkable research. And I was too dismissive of the large course of legitimate patients whose symptoms improved on cannabis. The thing I liked about it most is this is the statement he made. This isn't a quote. So, but uh, he said that. Part of his original mistake was to trust the drug enforcement agency's classification of the drug as a dangerous and addictive, he said, which was never based on sound scientific proof, which he found unsettling because research existed predating the 1970 DEA decision that supports the drug's medical benefits. So they've had research from the DEA back before 1970 saying that there was medical benefits in marijuana. The DEA, government oh, agency. But they've been inundated by the tobacco industry and the alcohol industry mm-hmm. um, and pretty much bought off to completely dismiss it as any kind of... Because uh, they don't want to have a competition. Keep in mind, too, they you know why it was originally good. illegalized? Oh, God, I saw a really cool documentary um, on this, and I can't remember now. Why it was originally? Wasn't it because it was... a. It usually comes down to a race thing. Yes. And they were Guess afraid. Guess who farmed it? Um, it Guess was Mexicans. Who farmed it? Mexicans farmed it. And they That's said, right. Fuck this. They were afraid that Mexicans were going to cross the border and immigrate over here more. So they said it's illegal. So they banned it. It's just like cocaine. They banned that because um, all of the uh, white farmers out there that had black slaves thought that their black slaves would get, a hands, get their hands on cocaine and go crazy and rape their fucking white children. So... That was the, the fear-mongering uh, amongst cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to drugs, uh, with the exception of a handful like heroin, there's really no such thing as a, a good heroin. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's a bad fucking drug no matter which way you, you slice it. It doesn't matter how great of a quality product you use. It's just fucking bad. Same with meth. It's just fucking bad. It's because of the products that they use. I'm more scared of meth than heroin. But when it comes... Oh, yeah. Meth is ridiculous. Meth, like but on what, first use, like your pot, brain is altered, period. Makes your You're teeth done. pretty. Pot. Yeah. Not... Yeah, I mean, there's fucking nothing on pot. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Coke, yeah, there there's some bad Coke out there. And there there's a reason. It's because they try to make it as cheap as possible because they are so ridiculously profit-driven. And there is no agency whatsoever holding them in check i think we've talked about this before too but do you know what the long-term effects of heroin is um the long term mm-hmm. i mean there's tons Mm-mm. what nothing nothing heroin nothing the two most dangerous qualities to heroin it's addictive way addictive right well and its toxicity is extremely high and when you're really, really addicted, like heroin people, they don't die from long-term prolonged effects of heroin. They die because they fucking shot it in their jugular. And well, it's like I mean, symptoms small. symptoms are effects beyond heroin. So, I mean, it can go to weight loss. 
It can go well, to yeah, if you're tooth like, decay. It can go to a lot of different issues because obviously you're not taking care of yourself when you're on heroin. Exactly, because you don't itself, give a shit. So there are effects of it. It's just not kinda, effects by it. Right. It's kind of like when you say LSD doesn't kill people, the ground killed you because you jumped out of the <laughs> two-story building and plummeted to your death. Um, LSD is LSD haze. is a number, another interesting one because it's very. Um, it, it comes from original roots. It's a plant in the Amazon is where it's derived from. It's a flower actually. And, um, the, the tribes that use it, like they're very cautious and they don't just let anybody take it. It's actually a process and you have to be with, uh, one of their head shaman whenever you're taking it. And he guides you through your fucking high. Uh, they don't call it that, but you know, that's what it is. And you're entering the spirit world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the shaman actually trains you to hone your skills while you're high. Um, and the whole analogy or what they do is uh, they put you in a tent and get you fucking high on the shit. I can't remember what they call it. Um, but eventually the shaman calms you down enough to where you're able to see the forest. Once you're able to see the forest, he gets you to see the animals. Uh, once he gets you to see the animals, you identify one of the animals and then they take you down this path, quote unquote, to where they bring you into another tent and then you see an animal skin of, you know, the different animals that you have uh, aligned yourself with. And then once you're in the tent, they train you to pull one of those animal skins off. Once you got to that point, you're pretty much like an expert in the shit. <laughs> Because you've trained yourself enough to see the world around you, see the animals around you, get into a tent, pull an animal skin off, and you're completely coherent um, as far as as much coherent as you could be on fucking LSD. you're fucking high as shit. (laughs) I'm fucking high. Uh, But here in the States, like, and and really the Western world, we don't do that shit. What we do is we just give it to you and put you in a concrete jungle and say, go fucking crazy. And that's what happens. People go fucking bonkers and they wind up jumping out of buildings, talking to fucking posters and doing stupid shit and having really bad highs is what it's, you know, I I had a friend that called me and was freaking the fuck out on LSD. Uh, They were at a party and uh, somebody just suggested because their body was like in a half shadow. And somebody just said, man, it looks like the shadows eating your body done they freaked the fuck out thought the shadows were out to get them and all kinds of crap called me freaking out and i'm like where the hell are you and they couldn't even tell me you know since we're on the topic of drugs and crazy people did you did i tell you that my bass player was kidnapped at gunpoint a week ago (laughs) what What? fuck i forgot to even how did this this story is that the guy that i met uh nick yeah yeah how did this what not come fuck? up last week i don't know how this didn't come up last week because uh well i've been gone for a while so this I is better than fucking paul key what the fuck happened okay so i do have a story i forgot about this uh, nick's probably gonna kill me for saying this but fuck it fuck sorry it. nick sorry bro okay so he walks out he works right now he, uh he's in between jobs he's about to get a teaching job is what it sounds like yeah what he's told me but right now he works at best buy and at 3 45 in the afternoon he walks out to go home and he gets in his car, and this really obese woman walks up to him. She has, like, you know, calcite deposits on her teeth, so it's, like, really obvious she's a meth head. Yeah. And she's very obese, and she has, like, the craters in her face, and he's just like, this is the most hideous lady I've ever seen in my life. And she walks up to the car, and she goes, hey, man, can you give me a ride home? And he's like, typically I'm nice, but I was tired, and, I'm, like, I've got a kid. And I'm like, eh, no, I'm really busy. I'm sorry. 
And she flashed this gun out of her purse and said, no, you're taking me wherever I want to go. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, dude, why the fuck didn't you just like gas that shit? Because she didn't have it. Like she's fucking. Yeah, up. she wasn't holding it. But I would have I just like hauled ass. But anyway, he lets her get in the car. And he's like, so we're at Best Buy. I think he works in Ridgemar Mall in that area. You yeah. know what that is? Yeah. He's like, so we go through. So and head to like, Ridgemar Mall if you need a ride. You he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, so it was like an hour and a half while he's just like held at gunpoint. And she like pulls the gun out of her purse and she's got it in her hands. And he's like, and it was like, it was, it was the difference between going from a really like a sober person who is sobbing and, and like unconsolable at what she's doing to me to this crazy hallucinating lady that's like got at some point she had the gun pointed at his face and at other points she like put it in her lap and just like sobbed on him was like i'm so sorry i don't know what i'm doing and blah 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 but it was like he's like it was like every four seconds she just like turned into a new person and he was like we tried to go down hewland street but there was it was so traffic heavy that the cars were coming at her so we had to get off of hewland street because she didn't like that and at one point, she put the gun to his head and was like, get this fucking guy out of my seat because she thought a guy was coming through a window in the floorboard. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but I think he, she, took, she took him, her undoing should have been anyway, that she took him through a Whataburger to get a Coke. So he bought her a <laughs> Coke. And there's like video footage of this. Why is that funny to me? I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> So they've got like video camera footage of her taking him through uh, <laughs> Waterburger getting a coke. Christ. And then she takes him through McCart Street. Have you guys been through McCart? It's pretty. No. It's pretty rough. It's a really rough part of town. And he's like, I turned left on McCart, and it was like just walking into World War II. How shitty the neighborhood is and stuff. There was a bunch and of like, Germans. At this point, fucking goose stepping around. That's not exactly what I meant. I oh. meant like the buildings are shabby. <laughs> It had all the <laughs> symptoms of a project, as my friend Dave Chappelle once said. Mm. Anyway, so they drive through all this stuff, and he went from the Ridgemar Mall through Hewlin Street back to McCart, all the way around Loop 820 to White Settlement in Can, that area. Just one second. If you're not at home Googling this on um, the fucking the maps right now, then you're completely lost, and I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I, know that that's, I know that that's a lot of roads. Yeah, nobody who's relative to the whole this point area is though this entire drive. Idea this about. entire drive took an hour and a half of her going from gun at your face to uncontrollable sobbing in, a, in her lap. And at one point, he was like, at the end of it, she started to sober up, is what it seemed like, because she was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm doing this to you," and I, she was like, "I'm, I'm gonna make it up to you. I'll, I'll suck your cock. I'll suck your cock right here." So she's. Coming at him oh, and going no, at his nuts. And he's just no. like, get the fuck off me. I don't want to do anything. Just get out of my car. Yeah. But he eventually dropped her off at her mom's place <clears> or something <throat> off White Settlement. And did, did he report this fuck incident? Yes, he, did. he reported the incident. <laughs> and then the police officers had him drive in the squad car to every place to gather evidence, go to the Whataburger to get their security footage and oh all that kind of stuff. God, and then the detective called him a week later to do a follow-up interview and basically threatened him with lying and told him that they were, uh, if he pursued this, they would press charges against him. What? Him. Yeah. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah, that's the police for you. What the so. fuck? Is he black? Who, Nick? Yeah. No. Oh, I'm surprised or yeah, that's, that's Nick, Nick, Nick came back to that's me. That's crazy. Nick came back like to me. Like the daughter of a fucking congressman or some shit. No, Nick came back to me Ridiculous. and said uh, when the when they saw the footage of Waterburger and there's like there's nothing conclusive here that says she had a gun or that she was holding you up. Why the and, fuck would somebody make that up? <laughs> like, um, here's what the detective told him, and this is why they they are, uh, were very adamant with this. They said most people who are having affairs 
or um you know did the whole like stripper club scene or whatever and yeah married or have a girlfriend or significant other like nick does they lie about stuff like that to make stuff like that you know less intent if somebody found out in his social life he would go and call he's just getting his dick sucked at Basically, a water burger yeah. they Heck accused yeah. him of um hooking up with her and mm-hmm. having a little shindig and uh, basically threatened him with, like, God, what, what are the charges? I guess it, technically if you are lying to them, then it would be, like, obstruction of justice. False charges. And you false know. charge, yeah. uh, falsified information to police. But, yeah, that's that's what they said. They said, you can pursue this, but we can't really prove anything to convict her of anything, and I will be probably charging you with it. Like, how, that, why would you threaten You know someone? what that is? That's them just not wanting to do their job. That's yeah, kind of how I say, felt. That's really pussies. all I can Honestly, at that point, I kind of feel like... They're uh, being pussies or they're fucking inadequate at their job. Well, to me, I was like... And they're trying to cover it up and being like... Oh, the same thing I told, I told you guys. I told Nick. I was like, doing. I think the second he said that, you should, see, you should have said, well, let me talk to a lawyer about what you just said and we'll review the entire case. No shit. Because at that point, it's like, if you're going to threaten me with that, I'm going to put a lawyer in between us. That's just the way it is for me. That's a fucking pisser, man. So, yeah, so nothing's going to come of that. Now, the most annoying part for me is that means that there is probably a meth head out there that will do the same thing to someone else, and maybe this time she freaks out enough to pull the trigger. Yeah. Well, dude. And that's when you'll, I mean, especially as a detective, I would feel shitty. I'm like, wow, I got somebody killed. If I was if I was in that situation, I mean, and that that's easier for me to fucking say. <laughs> but... Whenever she's uncontrollable sobbing, not paying attention to me, I'm fucking pulling out my phone and getting the little recorder device out fast. That's not a bad idea. And fucking just hitting record. He, he, was, just he was telling so me, he was like, I was looking for any avenue ever Even to in get case out of that I situation. fucking die, like, at least they know what the fuck happened. Right. <laughs> like, I think what <laughs> I would have done is let her suck my dick and then clubbed her in the fucking head right after she finished. Because it's still down there, so it's easy. You just punch it down. <laughs> you get a lot of force on it. And then when she's knocked the fuck out, then I call the cops. Wait a minute. Do you finish? Well, she yeah, of course. <laughs> Dude. I said after she's done. Of course I let her finish. Uh, bit- uh, uh, bam, motherfucker! Yeah. Uh, 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 just fucking nail her. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors Podcast. Oh. Where we talk about the dumbest shit possible. Well, but then the good thing is you've got her there, and she's still got the gun and everything, so you've got all the evidence you need. Yeah, what but then, happened? But then, I had a chance. I took her out while I had a chance, man. <laughs> fucking my save my you life. you have to finish? Yeah. She's got a fucking mouth of cum in her mouth. I was about to say, the cop's like, why is she drooling cum? <laughs> hey, man. She had a fucking gun. What was I going to do? Tell her no? Holy shit. I have a choice. I mean, seriously. What the though. fuck is wrong with you, Michael? <laughs> Dude, I mean, if he would have done that, then think about it this way. He gets off, and she doesn't. <laughs> Holy shit. You see how I did that there? No, Michael. <sighs> I did not wow. see how you did that Genius. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, shit. Fuck. I need a moment. <laughs> Does anybody have anything big before we go into the fucking thing? Didn't you have something? I got stuff, but I mean, whatever. You guys, um, nah, I'll fucking save this for after show. Teaser for after show. So. Yeah. If anybody fucking ever listens to that shit. 
watch it. It's the dick of the week. I really like that we updated that. Dick of the week. I like it. This is a little bit off because really this is a last week thing. But fuck you guys. It's this week's dick of the week. So a federal judge in Wisconsin handed down an opinion granting the Catholic Church and potentially all religious institutions, potentially, sweeping immunity from federal bankruptcy law. It's not clear that it would permit any plaintiff to successfully sue any church in any court. What happened was, um, I know I brought this up before because old Archbishop Dolan, who was up for the popeship, or whatever the fuck you call it, mm-hmm. didn't quite get it because he had been covering up so many uh, priest rapings of children. Well, what he did was uh, he had moved, like I said, there was a lot of uh, cases brought up against the, this was in Milwaukee when he was um, in the archdiocese there. At that point, he took about $57 million in church funds and moved it to another account um, that was supposed to pay for like religious ceremonies, like um at cemeteries or some shit to maintain them or whatever. Well, what happened was some people brought a case up against him because they were saying he only did that because he was trying to keep that money out of the church coffers so we couldn't sue it and take it away from him. First of all, I just want to say the goddamn Catholic church in Milwaukee has 57 million that they can divert. That's a lot of uh, hungry kids out there that could be fed or homeless that could be sheltered. Oh, shit. So... That's just my point of view. So Judge Rudolf Randa, Dick of the Week, what he did was, in his uh, summation, I guess, on this case, he basically read that the uh, church's constitutional and legal rights to religious liberty are so broad that it renders religious institutions immune from these laws, um, where if they file for bankruptcy, they already have this money tied up into another venture or whatever, so the families can't go after it now. Um, like I said, the case involves about $57 million that Timothy Dolan had transferred out of the general accounts of the uh, Archdiocese of Milwaukee to a separate trust fund to maintain church cemeteries. Um, although Dolan himself uh, denied the purpose of this transfer was to shield the funds from lawsuits, <coughs> Back in 2007, he penned a letter to the Vatican where he explained that transferring the funds into the trust would lead to an improved protection of these funds from any legal claims and <laughs> liability. So it sounds like a... Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Randa um, relied on a law that limits federal government's ability to substantially burden a person's exercise of religion. That's what he cited. Um, he said according to... Um, Archbishop's statement, the care and maintenance of the Catholic cemeteries, uh, property, and remains of those inferred is a fundamental exercise of the Catholic faith, faith, excuse me, and concludes that this is a statement alone is enough to shield the church's funds. Uh, he went on to argue that senior church officials uh, get to unilaterally decide what constitutes a substantial burden on their faith for purposes of the federal law. So basically what he's saying is that the church has a constitutional right to shield the funds um, by raising the opinion to a constitutional status. So what he did effectively was he took away uh, Congress's right to or ability to be able to correct his interpretation of the law. So he's just saying that, you know, you guys rape all the kids you want. The clergy never go to prison. They just move them to another fucking church. 
And then when they come back and try and get punitive damages for all the harm you've caused to them, all you have to do is uh, move your funds into another, you know, area that you guys do good for other people or something. And then th by law, if they try and come after that money, you know, because that's a, your religious right to be able to have that cash for like these religious cemeteries that they maintain for whatever fucking reason. But they can do that in any aspect. And the way that they wrote the, you know, wrote the law, I mean, it really would have to go before like a Supreme Court to overturn it. So now they can just fucking rape the shit out of kids with impunity, take their funds, move it to another bank account, basically, or move it out of that archdiocese to another area. And then they say, oh, we don't have the money. We don't have to pay you kids. You know, this is a great segue. Isn't that uh, awesome? I mean, I, I know I'm con I probably confused the fuck out of it the way I read read it to you guys. But if you actually go no, and no. look it up, I, I was gonna say that you know businesses do the same kind of thing for taxes. Oh, absolutely. You know what they'll do? Oh, we will get into that. Yeah, so that's <laughs> why I was like, this is a great segue. Businesses will basically uh, front another company because corporations are like people and they can own companies. So they're not like people in the, in the eyes of the law. They are people. Yeah, the only right that you have that they don't is to vote. Corporations yeah. can't vote. Um, but they can certainly imply their employees to vote a certain way. Uh, more than that, they can shove money at people that they want to win. Yep. Mm. <clears throat> and they do both directions as well, because if you can fund either one of them, you funded whoever wins, and guess what? I funded you, so you, need, you owe me. So it's pretty much like they can vote. They just vote with money. Kind of. But they can't, Which is actually they can't the, physically vote. It's they a bigger vote it. than my vote. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, but anyway, companies will uh, own front companies or be international. So, if you have, like, American taxes are 40% and British taxes are 60%, they can just transfer their funds from Great Britain to America. And it's in the form of fees. It's in the form of... I'm sure at this point they could just transfer the money and not even give a shit, but... Uh, they get to report less income that they've made, so they have less taxes to pay out. And they do that all over the place. I guess um, we're going in the topic, just to let people know, since we haven't really brought it up. Oh, are we? We're basically... <laughs> I don't know. How should we term this? I know we're doing uh, U.S. economics, so we just kind of state it, you know... I would think we need to talk no. about... American capitalism, is that what we should say? That we're kind of going over? I mean, it's a wide-ranging topic. My, it is wide-ranging. My specific idea was more or less to go over global economics and the failure of the supposed capitalism that we have yeah. and essentially how people get left out. That's what I was saying, like the American See, that's brand. actually what I was going to say is you need to define failure because there's a lot of good things that happen for a lot of small amounts of people. Well, yeah. and here's the thing. If anybody looks at our Facebook posts, they know that we had a little discussion uh, about something whenever, uh, I believe it was Michael that posted something uh, with the picture of Walmart and oh, talking yeah. about how their family yeah, people love pretty much that. doesn't, they don't do shit for anybody and they own a shitload of the, the wealth of the United States. And then uh, Boggs chimed in, and then uh, a listener chimed in, and then I chimed in a little bit. And my chiming in was, um, and I've kind of reverted a little bit back because I used to just say capitalism is a bad thing. Um, and I think it's more or less the way that we use capitalism is a bad thing. Um, it's not necessarily a, an inherently evil um, ideal. It's just it 
breeds and it's gives way to a lot of vagaries and deceptions and evil acts. And that's more or less what my position is now. So it's not necessarily that capitalism is evil. It's just the, what we do with it. Well, that is evil. Yeah. I mean, it's American capitalism because it's not really capitalism anymore. Well, and that, that's, true to an extent because we don't yeah we don't practice true capitalism at all um and box is a big advocate for uh social you know uh, a kind of hybrid uh capitalism as he puts it um he'll talk about that later whenever he gets back from whatever the fuck he's about to do (laughs) but what i'm about to talk about is the inadequacies and how this whole persona of capitalism and how it uh uh, apparently takes care of everybody um, somehow one way or another um, it is personified in our society. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that it just simply does not. When it comes to capitalism, somebody has to fucking lose. That is the way the system is built. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Somebody has to lose. And to me, that is a very flawed system. Not only that, but it does not encourage... Education, it does not encourage the well-being of others. It does not encourage the advancement of our civilization. And it does not encourage taking care of the environment around us. Not one bit. Now, to somebody who is a strict economist like Boggs is, it does because why would you destroy the earth in which you sow the benefits of and that is your company, i.e. like uh, natural gas companies, gas companies, um, logging companies, and so forth. You know, why would they destroy the earth around them um, and the product that they produce themselves? Why would they destroy that environment? Uh, the simple fact of the matter is, is because of profits. They are so derived to fucking the bottom line, they don't give a shit. They will pollute swamps. They will pollute the ocean. Uh, they will take all of the natural gas and gas that they possibly can take without any indication of the environment around them because they simply just don't give a shit. They're only looking at their bottom line. And, yeah, that is a completely asinine and bullshit way to look about it, but that is how business works. They don't care. Yeah, Ultimately, th- it comes down to how much money they're going to make and how much money they can get for their investors. But I think Bob's agree with me. There's a difference, though. Like, we're talking capitalism. Like I said at the beginning, I think we're talking American capitalism is a completely different aspect. Um, I'll give you the definitions here. These are straight out of the dictionary for capitalism. It's an economic system in which investment in the ownership of the means of production, distribution, exchange of wealth is made and maintained chiefly by private individuals or corporations, especially as contrasted to cooperatively or state-owned means of wealth i gotta drink more um this is what <laughs> i say we we are in is corporatism and this is the definition of corporatism the organization of a society into industrial and professional corporations serving as organs of a political representation and exercising control over persons and activities within their jurisdiction to corporatism? Me, I've never heard that term. Corporatism. I like, I like the definition a lot because that's a, that that's is pretty close to what Merriam-Webster Dictionary. <clears throat> these are these are not me making. I like this corporatocracy. That's. But wow. between those two, that's what we are. <laughs> we are corporatism because it, that is cap- more of an edge to it. Corporatocracy. 
with capitalism, I mean, you have the free right ownership. You know, you have the individuals, corporations run the companies. But the problem is capitalism doesn't work unless you have a strong independent government that can regulate and pass the laws to keep these companies in check. Like you're saying, why do they they don't care about, you know, tearing down all the trees if they're a lumber factory or whatever it no, is. They you know, they, they don't give a fuck. And they will destroy and keep destroying just like the oil companies or like the natural gas companies now with the fracking. They don't give a fuck. That's where our government's supposed to be strong and stand up for, and that's what Boggs is saying. There's so much money in the system, but they're now. not when your money can buy votes. Well, no, that's what I'm saying though, because right now the corporations run our government too. Oh. We we don't have a capitalist system; we have a corporate system. Not now. true capitalism, no. That's Absolutely what I'm saying. That, it's that's American why, capitalism. That's why I think like that. The the uh, listener that commented said that capitalism breeds this no matter what every single time and i'm like well no because we've well we've shown it, it, other countries that have exhibited different exactly behavior not every have. time in this country yes and this he was country, completely right about this in country. this country corporations own fucking everything they own you they own you like there's nothing you can do to get rid of that so i'm so glad i work for a small business too by the way <laughs> it is so liberating <laughs> my boss not my me. boss just lets me do whatever i want to do as long as i'm obeying all of the policies we've had and like I never have like those meetings and shit where like now how's your progress going? Like I'm a fucking guitar teacher. I fucking teach kids how to play goddamn guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like it never really. I I don't know. I just love it. But one of the things that uh, every economy has to do, and this is past the definition. This is more about what you have to do. There are three questions you have to answer: Who produces, right? Who do they hand this stuff to, and how? Here's what it usually comes down to. The people that produce are third world countries that can't fight back against our corporatocracy. Bingo. Got my <laughs> word in there again. Um, I'll go with what that. were your other points? Uh, who <laughs> makes it? How does uh, how does it get transported to people, right? Like uh, It gets transported in many different ways. I know. It's just it's, it's in a, a form of efficiency that you yeah. have to answer because... Uh, like, and the reason why the it way, says who the makes way it... The way that we transport things is ecocidal. Completely egocidal. Well, I, like, past that, I'm saying like, why the fuck are we getting uh, easy produce that we can uh, grow here? Why are we spending so many fucking dollars and barrels of oil to get it shipped from fucking Venezuela or some shit? Specialization. Well, and that, the and the reason trade. is is because <laughs> they don't have to pay their fucking employees for shit, um, and we can get it for pennies on the dollar. That last part's more correct, too. Like, there's there's a trade that goes because Venezuela can produce it cheaper. But now, we can't control other company or other countries paying their workers shit because that we just without our. We can, we just don't do anything about it. Well, what would you decide? I'm pretty to do sure if Walmart be... strong armed countries and said, hey, we'll, we will pull out our factories unless you start treating them better. But they don't. Well, they Walmart say no. Is no, 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 no. You're you're doing you're doing good because it's cheap fucking shit. We I want know, but, that. But Walmart is paying those workers. If they own the sweatshops, they're the ones. That's who are why they outsource. Out like all these fucking yeah. Republicans walk around. Oh, we outsource. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. The reason why is because you can get your fucking cheap shirt at Walmart. You piece of shit. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Mm. And say so that's the <clears> other thing too is like, you know, the, the form of capitalism we've bred. First off, remember that capitalism is built on markets which do not exist in America. I understand that too. Like that's just that's the thing. It's like the the, the listener that that came up and, and said something. Um, I'm trying to remember everything he said, but he basically accused me of making like a really drone like capitalist argument. And I was like, first off, 
I was advocating a hybrid system to begin with, so I'm not really sure where you're coming from. But the other thing is, we've never had just capitalism in this country. We've never had a market. It's never been a market. A market requires so many things to make it a market. There has to be a lot of sellers, a lot of buyers. Right now, am I too close or not close enough? Not close enough. Shit, fuck. Oh, God. Right now, I mean, think about like trying to go and get groceries, right? When you go and get groceries, how many stores are there available for you to go and get groceries from? Mm. No, it's not only that. Can you count 100? Because I can't. Mm. I can count up to like 10. It's not only that. It's what they have in the stores themselves. And then there's that. How many? I Oh, perfect example. You know how many diaper brands there are in mm. Albertsons right now? Mm. Four? I think you're being ambitious with four. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw, kids, I saw so. Loves and Huggies and like the Albertsons brand shit. That they I'm have. not even talking about that. I'm talking about simple stuff like produce. Who like, the, yeah, there's there, not a label. There, well, there are, are so labels, many right. different varieties of all kinds of shit as far as produce goes. But we only see the same kind of beets, the same kind of lettuce, the same. Like there's no variety whatsoever. If you actually look at what uh, people can grow and what's in a garden. There's a shitload of different stuff, but we only handle like a small amount of stuff. It's always the potatoes are the same. It's either red potatoes, uh, regular potatoes, or sweet potatoes. That's pretty much it. That's all you got. Well, I think we went bullshit. There's like 26 other fucking potatoes out there. They just don't sell. It's just those are three. Well, I think what that is, we went over this kind of too when we went over like our. You know, story about propaganda and stuff. You know, there's only like what five companies that own like ninety percent of the media or oh, something. Yeah. And those companies also, it's it's the same with like food producers and stuff. If you start looking at their subdivisions and stuff, you know, like what I don't know, like off the top of my head, but like Johnson and Johnson owns so much, you know, of the medical field or something. You know, like fucking whoever owns Kellogg's, what General Mills or whoever the fuck is the head of that. Yeah, I mean, they own Mills. they own fifty different brands, and it's all under that one umbrella. I mean, there's such a small subset of actual like larger corporations that own so much, which is why corporatism I feel is more appropriately coined for us because, and like I said, let me, let me finish the market point. Cause this is important. If anybody wants to figure out why, like, why are we not capitalists? Why, why would you think that we weren't capitalists? Capitalism thrives on the idea that competition is always prevalent. And I don't know about you, but there's not much competition for Walmart. They're pretty damn secure. And I mean, on top of that, like the standardized product stuff, that's fine. Like like agriculture markets, like corn, mm-hmm. that's probably the closest we'll ever get to a market. Just because, how do you really compete on corn? Like it's fucking corn. It is fucking corn. So, the best you can do is just be a price taker. And so, most of the time when you when you approach agriculture products like that, but you know you're closer off to a market than you are with say. No, you're not. Anything in because closer than Walmart? Not in this country because Monsanto owns all the fucking uh-huh. grain. So they, they own pretty much the majority of the, I mean, almost all of the fucking corn. Corn? Oh, <coughs> hell yeah. Monsanto's got a fucking lock on that well, shit. Well, they don't have corn anymore in this country. But you know yeah. what it is? It's every time, like you're talking about That's Walmart, any sad. of these big corporations, the bigger they get, the more influence they have. Therefore, they can. Like we were talking earlier, they put more money in the political system, and then the laws are written more for them. That gives them more of an advantage to take out. I mean, look at Walmart. How many we've talked about before? Like every quarter, they make how many, you know, tens of billions of dollars. But yet, they still get uh, kickbacks and subsidies and tax breaks every yeah. time they move into a city because Do everybody they pay wants taxes. Because I mean, they're subsidized <laughs> I, I, for their. 
I don't know. I mean, I know like they get a couple of billion back every year and either subsidies or kickbacks or breaks when they move into these new towns and build these. Surprise Monsanto hasn't awesome. started hiring veterans. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, sure, I'm sure they have. So, you know, that's the other thing, though, and this is the biggest point about capitalism. You know what? The one thing that we have right now in place that capitalism should never have barriers to entry. In any field. What's you talking about, Willis? <coughs> well, there has to be some kind of barriers to entry in like some what? fields. Like what? Like doing it right? <laughs> Brain surgery. Mm, okay, well, let's go this way. I don't want way. fucking just I can any jackass what you're saying. going, hey, I'm a brain I can surgeon. See, I can understand what you're saying when it comes to specialized fields like that, but how about just going to the doctor? What about a nurse practitioner? Could she do everything that the doctor could do and diagnose you properly? Do you think? Do you feel that they're, they're capable of doing that? Um, do, you know, do you know what separates them from a doctor? Literally a license. Uh, to an extent. To an extent. I think you're Dude, wrong. For um, most of the stuff well, you really, in for. And that's a bad analogy because really doctors analogy. deal in vagaries a lot. They, they, deal, they, they uh, take the symptoms and they diagnose. That's pretty much all they do. I know. That's what I'm asking you. If you're going to a clinic with, like that. With the with exception like, of like hard evidence like x-rays or anything like that. Uh-huh. They pretty much just diagnose. Which are done by a nurse practitioner. They, they just figure out what your symptoms are, and then they say what you have, and that's uh-huh. it. And they just go based off of what they've been taught and then what they've learned in the field, and that's yep. pretty much Which it. Which is what nurse practitioners do. But even still, nurse and practitioners— And they perform all of the you know what I think They don't necessarily get—you know what I think they're doing? All that education, but there's still a lot of refinement in that. But you can even go into more skilled labor— um, you know, possibly somebody that works in a uh, a microchip factory. That's pretty damn skilled labor. Yeah. Or a programmer. Mm-hmm. That's okay, but pretty damn skilled. The thing is, is we're not talking about barriers to entry. We're talking about education. Go get an education and you can that do that. That is a barrier to entry for some. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because no, some not. people can't afford that. Well, that's, that's stupid too, and I agree. But I'm saying that's a that fucking barrier. I'm telling you now that there's not a barrier to do that if you don't want to. There's, by the <laughs> way, student loans you can take. If you wanted to do that. So does that suck? That sucks. I don't like that option. That, and I understand what you're talking about because education say, has a barrier to entry too. But I'm saying that if you are coming from an underprivileged uh, household, it's it's more of a struggle than you think. It's I would not, agree. It's Hold not on, that easy. Point, there there are. There, okay, go, <laughs> go ahead. I'm saying that there are avenues that you can take. Regardless, even if you, even if it's tough, even if absolutely, it's hard. I you know agree. If you want it hard enough, you can get it. You can obtain it. And it sucks that you go into debt because I have a friend that went into audiology to be an ear doctor, but and he's like two hundred thousand dollars in debt just off of that shit. Yeah, I, I had a friend like uh, about a decade ago that was almost in his fifties, and he was still paying off his fucking student yeah. loans. He was a chiropractor. This guy's making a six-figure income, though. He's going to knock that shit He was a chiropractor. He was making a six-figure income. He has his own fucking practice, and he was still paying off his fucking student loans. I don't think he cares anymore, though. But the the whole point is like... So much money. And here's the thing, and uh, not to call it my sister, but um, whenever I was Mm -hmm. debating on going to college or not, um, she kind of... I was like, I I don't want to be in debt, you know, for the rest of my life. She's like, everybody has debt. Like, it's just no big fucking deal. She's like, ah, fuck it. You know, whatever. Right. Which Get is your the attitude education. of Americans. I'm like, so, no, I can sit there and I can educate myself. I can do what I need to do and I can make enough money to sustain myself. I don't have to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. 
So and anyway, to me, it was a barrier. It really was. Uh, I, money is a barrier for education. I'm saying though that if you really want something like that, you can go get a special education and go do microchips. I understand that, but I think, but like as far as my education goes, I'm better off now. It, it now if uh, if I didn't go to school. Probably, especially being a manager. Dude, I don't have a four-year degree, and I guarantee I make more than most people that have a four-year degree. I mean, so, I'm not, yeah. not, you don't necessarily not have bragging to, guy over here, but it is much. like... But look at all the barriers that we've put in place. But the, yes, there are a lot. There's that's licenses, point is like, there's licenses fees, that you do. There's all kinds like, of shit. What I'm saying is sometimes it's valid for you to have to have a license Fuck, to do Fuck, we've even stuff. put those barriers into fucking serving. Mm-hmm. You have to get a fucking uh, alcoholic license. beverage license mm-hmm. and... All kinds of other bullshit. Yeah, you can't do it otherwise, right? And some of them are fine, but most of them that you'd see, like, for instance, you're like, dude, you know what? McDonald's makes a lot of money, and they franchise. I want to be a McDonald's owner. You know what the franchise fee is? I'm not sure. $45,000. Really? Yeah. Bitch, let's buy Dude, that's one. not, that's that's not the building. That's cheap. That, let's, no. buy, let's buy a fucking franchise. That's not the building. That's just the fee to do it. And then you have to buy a million-dollar million million facility and hire Okay, people. okay. All right. Just the fee. I was about to say, that's, that's fucking cheap. I'm about to do that tomorrow. I was going <laughs> to say, dude, fuck? we should pitch in and do that then. <laughs> we'll hire a bunch of fucking 18 year Fuck all girls. this intellectual savior's mm. bullshit. I'm going to fucking sell in. <laughs> hey, baby, do you have fries that's... with that shake? Mm. <laughs> but see, like, why can't you start a Walmart? Money's not an object right now. Why can't you start a Walmart? Do they even franchise? Uh, it doesn't matter. Why don't you start a company that's just like it? Uh, Other than the I capital. Don't, I don't have the contacts. That's part of it, too. They won't let you, though. Oh, yeah. If I become a competitor, they will squash me. Yeah. We, me and Eric talked about this with like beer. Like a fucking little rat. That's, we, that's something that... Sh- that's the thing is, like, the companies have gotten so large and they've won so much of the market share. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what... It will what, destroy you. Yeah, and, like... The whole point of capitalism is you can't have barriers to entry. Like, you can't just be, like, especially for qualified people. Like, like consider, instead of saying, like, well, there's a barrier to entry to being in the microchip field. How about we just consider everyone who wants to be in the microchip field? Shouldn't they all have an equal share somewhere because they're all equally as good? Hopefully, presumably. We'll assume that. I, I you agree. see what I'm saying? Like, um, but that's not even true, is it? No. We no. are getting a little bit off of where I wanted to go with this topic. Well, that's too fucking bad. <laughs> we are getting no, that's the, that's the whole point behind markets, though, is you can't have barriers to entry. And every time you turn in America, what do you have? You can't buy a, a McDonald's. You can't do that. You can't buy yeah. a Walmart. You can't simulate companies like you that. You have to have wealth in order to incur yeah. wealth. Hey, here's an idea because it's happened before. How about car manufacturers build hydrogen engines? What? Hmm. Run on water. Nah, they won't do that. They have done that, and they're scared as fuck from the oil companies literally killing their CEOs. And That's what I'm saying. Like they're, they, they started to do that, but they backed off. Like There was one that was being developed by Honda, and I haven't heard shit from it since. Nope. Because um, they're like, hey, there's no place you can go that we can't find you. Like You could leave the country, we'll find you, and we'll hire hitmen. And like, It's fucking dangerous to do that. More or less where I wanted to go with this topic <laughs> was the wealth inequality. Okay. I guess I'm That's not at all that. the system, but um, that is pretty shitty. That is a byproduct of the system. Okay, but it's not talking about the system itself. But it is a byproduct. It is a byproduct of the system. Okay, then that's the, the whole point of the topic is you talk about the byproduct. American capitalism as a... Michael over here coins it. I like corporatism better. Um, That's what it is. Corporatism. Uh, It produces a mass amount of inequality across the board. 
not just in America, but in the world. Um, so if you look at the total wealth in trillions of dollars, there are uh, 1,210 global billionaires that own $4.5 trillion. And then there are 3.1 billion adults in the world that are worth less than $10,000. 3.1 billion adults that are worth less than $10,000 in the world. And that equates to $8.2 trillion. So not even twice as much as the 1,210 billionaires out there. Fantastic inequality right there. Um, if you look at the, uh, as Obama would put it, or as the Republicans would put it, distribution of wealth, uh, in 2009, uh, the top 1% owned 35.6%. That's awesome. Um, the bottom 80% had 12.8%. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the top 1%, 35.6, that's a huge fucking amount. And on top of that, it's not just the amount of wealth that they have, but it's also the fact that they, be, they have the wealth to invest. So if you look at the stock market, they have 38.2% as of 2009. I saw... And the bottom... Um, I'm sorry, the, body, the bottom 80% have 2.5%. In the stock market? Yeah. Okay. I saw a thing on Which actually, I was surprised at that. So, I mean, you're looking at people that don't really have a whole lot of wealth. And then on top of that, they don't have any kind of investment in their wealth. Honestly, it's not a sound idea to invest when you're in debt anyway. No, no, no. I completely agree. I do not default or I do not fault them at all for that. That's just a shitty well, situation. kind of my fucking point. As far as like the stocks he's talking about, like remember the whole Mitt Romney 47%? There people are fucking takers in this country thing. I saw a thing on here. It said that um, of that 47% kind of figure, they don't own stocks, of course, because they can't afford to own them. Yeah. And it said that uh, the so-called takers have uh, zero wealth because the value of any assets owned by nearly half the country is surpassed by their debt. So yeah. 50% of people have more debt yeah, that's than they actually our, have. America has like a negative savings rate to begin with. And you, if your debt's out of control, technically, like economically speaking, if you pay off your debt, you're saving money. Yeah. Because you don't have as much debt in your liabilities. This is not the stocks or debt portion, but I thought this was interesting. On uh, as far as monthly food stamp income for a family of four, it said it's less. This is the monthly rate for a family of four is less than what an average member of the Forbes top twenty makes in one second. Jesus. <laughs> Is that fucked up or what, man? Wow. I saw that That's and I was like, holy crazy. shit, dude. And here's the thing. I mean, it's not that it's getting any better. It's getting uh, substantially worse. If you look at multiple figures that have been coming out, the top 1% are just getting fucking richer. And like the middle is like, there's a, a little bit of an increase. And the bottom, they're fucking flatlined. They're nothing. And as far as the world economy goes, it's absolutely horrendous. It gets way worse when you go outside of the U.S. And the wealth gap increases exponentially. And even in the U.S., it's pretty fucking pathetic how far the wealth gap has gone. 
And it comes from, honestly, our way of life. We have cheap goods. Our energy is pretty damn cheap by comparison. And everything that we consume is pretty damn cheap. And we reap the benefits off of the suffering of others. There's no other way to put it. There are people out there that are literally starving so we can have cheap goods. Does it piss you off when you see a church that's making millions of dollars a yes. year? Yes. Because of that? Absolutely. Now, to be fair, some of them do do a lot of, like, you know, feed the hungry. But they're doing, mm-hmm. they're, they're going about it the wrong way. I don't care they're, about that. I'm just literally looking at the They're fighting the wrong spend. battles. And R- that's why, like. Raping children. I, I even their 50 million into other camps. I hate to be such an asshole and such a cynic, but it's the truth. Like, really, charity, it doesn't do shit. Hey, little kid wants some candy. I mean, it, it does a little bit. It does a little bit. They, f- they feed them. I, I get that, but for how long? <clears throat> like, it, it works to an extent, but they're fighting the wrong battles. They are, I just think they should be taxed. At this they're point. trying to fight hunger the wrong way. They're trying to fight inequality or, uh, you know, wages the wrong way. They're just like going over there and just feeding them and whatever. They're not actually trying to change the system itself. They're not trying to progress it to a more equal opportunity. Why would you want that as a church when you're getting tied the way they are? I making millions of dollars. I get that. But that's why I see it as kind of a backhanded thing is that it's like, oh, we're going to do this because we're nice and godly and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, believe in this guy. Otherwise, you're going to hell. Oh, but we're not going to do anything to better your situation besides for give you a couple of loaves of bread for your fucking family. Right. Uh, If you're not actually working to change the system, you're worthless as far as I'm concerned. It's doing nothing. I want to kind of get on what Boggs brought about the the tax system because that's kind of been in the news a little bit. Did you guys hear about this thing that the Senate's trying to pull now? I think it's um, Max Baucus and Orrin Hatch, Democrat, Republican, respectively. They're trying to reform the tax system, which is something they talk about all the fucking time, especially in the legislation, because it's completely unfair because of all the loopholes and shit that the corporations take. I mean, you know, like someone like GE who hasn't paid taxes like the last, what, four or five years, they paid zero fucking taxes. Actually, they've got money back from the government, um, which is ridiculous considering they're a multi, multi multi-billion dollar corporation. Well, they want to make the changes, but all the senators and House members are too big of pussies to make the changes because if they go in and say, well, let's knock out this loophole or let's knock out this tax break, then they piss off this oil company or they piss off this corporation and then they don't get those donations. You know, and they live on donations. That's how, that's the only thing they fucking work for, it seems like, in Washington. Um, so since they can't get people to come out and make, um, you know, suggestions... This is so fucking awesome. They put this thing in place where what they would do is they would put their suggestions from all the senators into um, this database. Listen to this shit. So the deductions and stuff in the creditors that they for the tax reform, what they do is they take it, um, put it directly into like written suggestions that would be submitted. Uh, they would give each one of the suggestions from the senator's representatives an ID number, which would be kept on a password-protected server, 
with printed versions kept in locked saves in the National Archives, and they wouldn't be released to the public. So you wouldn't know what who's senator or whatever t- said, hey, let's take out this fucking, uh, you know, this tax break for this oil company or something until 2064. What? Yeah. Is that bullshit? So you don't know what they're, uh, because they don't want it to be in public because they know it's going to kill them, you know, as far as, you know, getting um, what they say, you know, you know, like I said, it's tax giveaways and stuff for these corporations, and they know what's going to happen is there'll be retribution where they don't get their, you know, they don't get money given to their campaigns or they'll run other opponents against them or whatever. So they're so fucking scared. And this is our government. They're so scared of these corporations that they're willing to basically go into secret just to make a reform to the tax code that everybody says is so out of whack and so fucked up. This is the... Max Baucus and Warren Hatch. So make sure to send them shitty emails <laughs> and tell them well, what big fucking pussies they are. I mean, these are the guys. This is why I'm saying capitalism can't work in this country because it's such a fucking fraud. This is something I think. No, here, here's why capitalism doesn't work in this country is because the people that act all butch and tough about their fucking politics and <clears throat> keeping their uh, government employees in check are fucking pansies. These fucking assholes who run around talking about how they uh, are for America. And yeah, I'm talking to you fucking Republicans. Look yourself in the fucking mirror and think about what the fuck you're doing. Here he goes. Well, that's all. But that are you really fucking concerned about what's really important? It's both sides. You're concerned about fucking gays getting married. You're concerned about weed being uh, legal. You're concerned about absolute bullshit. What you should be concerned about is what is actually affecting the world around you. And maybe, just maybe, if you had some fucking balls and stood up for yourself, things would get better. I love when Eric gets fucking mad. Who knows? I know, he's going on his ginger age. Ginger age. Might actually happen. Here's a calm one. Here's something I think you guys will love. Eric, you're a goddamn douchebag. This, this shows you... Why all the hate on me? Because what the I'm fuck? trying to get you riled up. Here's more fucking proof of why the system is destroyed. Not just citizens united, which we were talking about them flooding, you know, money into, you know, the corporations flood money in these campaigns. But um, check this shit out. In 1974, only 3% of retiring members of Congress, at your Senate and House members, became lobbyists. Today, the number is 42% of the huh, of House members and 50% of senators go into lobbying. This is pretty awesome. I saw this. They said in the 1950s, there were about 5,000 registered lobbyists. Today, there's over 12,000. And they said that that's probably not even close to the real amount because most of them uh, classify themselves as either consultants or strategic advisors. They said that they spend over $3.5 billion annually on congressional campaigns, senatorial campaigns, mm-hmm. whatever. Check this shit out, though. They did a comparison because I guess our system, probably the one that's closest to it is the British system. They said the total cost of the 2010 national elections in Britain cost, or as far as you know, lobbyists spent, was about $86 million. The cost on the 2012 uh, presidential election last year for America was 75 times higher. We spent almost $6.3 billion on an election. And we saw that with Citizens United. I mean, you had people like that Sheldon Adelson who spent over $100 million of his own money, you know, to help fucking um, Romney. This is why our system is failing. That's all it comes down to. It's corporate cash, and they run every fucking thing. Part of the reason why I wanted to bring up barriers to entry earlier was because of that. 
by the way. It's really hard for anyone else to get ahead when you can't do anything to get ahead and then make sure that you can't do anything but work for them. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest, that's not a capitalist system. That's literally slave labor. No, that's what they're saying. These fucking people go into Congress and their whole mission is, let me go in here and I'll kiss you know, this company or this company's ass as much as I can and do whatever I can for them to shill for them. And then when I get out, I get a nice consulting job where I make, you know, so many millions of dollars a year and I really don't even have to do shit. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the ultimate goal. It's not to serve the people. It's to fucking get that consulting job after your terms up. This wasn't necessarily where I wanted the topic to go, but sorry. <laughs> well, you know, no, you I mean, it's, it's okay. And that's part well, of well it. here's the thing. It's like, I understand that, there's a lot of shit that goes on in America and there's a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of fat to be trimmed, but more or less I'm concerned with how we treat other countries because we treat them like shit. We, we are quite a bully. Um, we treat them like absolute shit and we let our corporations run fucking wild in their country and do whatever fair, the though, fuck they want to do. To be fair though, that can even be taken advantage of. And it's a big bully. huge Fucking China, Ponzi scheme. China does that a lot. You China have, makes sure that our our freaking uh, dollar is very very high value. No so no no, I, I get that. But you have we have cronies. We have the World Bank, the IMF, and the UN that do great wonders for the U.S. and go in and just pretty much ass rape the fuck out of any country they possibly can that has resources that we covet. Oh yes. Do they ass rape them good? Oh yeah. I'm um, sorry. I wouldn't say I'm not, good. I'm not going to take Michael's side on this. There's no, there's no such thing as a good ass raping. Uh, oh, that's debatable. See, this is why I didn't want to go that route. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I get your, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying uh, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we're just. <laughs> it's it's really easy for companies to do that the way that we've developed it because yeah. they literally try to, and that's why it's it's kind of disturbing when we like go into Iraq, right? Uh, Under there's such complete a, false pretenses more than that afterwards like i really want you to understand that like the supply and demand thing doesn't work right it doesn't work let me repeat this supply and demand does not work george bush went into iraq assuming that supply and demand would work he had economic advisors with him that said yeah that's fine you know what their whole solution was for baghdad no taxes we blew up every government building that could have ever told you how to buy land here. And we're totally just going to let supply and demand just do its own thing. We're not going to do shit. We're not going to rebuild anything. Why? Supply and demand will take care of itself. Actually, we did rebuild a lot. We gave those contracts to Halliburton. Yeah. Awesome. Dick. That's great. <laughs> Another big corporation who owns our government. That's, that's, that's our new national pastime is we go into a country, obliterate the fuck out of it, and then rebuild it for profit. So we didn't give it we just gave it to ourselves and paid dick cheney a lot of money yep that's pretty much that's what it is actually worse than what i said <laughs> i mean that, that's what else, we though, did in iraq we yeah. fucking bombed the shit out of it and then we give halliburton on all the contracts to fucking rebuild the motherfucker mm -hmm. and then we wonder why these assholes are pissed off at us uh, and then we join strike them, but i'd be that's fucking another, pissed off as shit it's another topic. i'd be going fucking real crazy pisser. but i mean i'm already fucking like outrageous as it is but i would it, if some country came over would you just here be straight red rage <laughs> if some country came over here and flatlined everything in my surrounding area and then rebuilt it for their own benefit that at that point i would be fucking militant yeah i would go ballistic on those assholes 
I would do everything in my power to make them suffer as much as possible. Like strap a bomb to your chest and run into a bus? Oh uh, no, because that wouldn't be uh, that. That's counterproductive. Because if I'm not here, I can't come up with strategies as to how to get back at you. That's fair, I guess. But that's what other people do. Would you strap bombs to little kids and no, have them? Okay. No, 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 no. That's right. You could give them candy before. No. <laughs> I got some bouncy balls I, for you. I can, <laughs> I can strap bombs to dogs' necks and give them treats. And hey, little boy, come here. I got some bouncy balls. God damn it, Michael. <laughs> Eric's gone. And there we go. Did you do that? Dude, seriously, did you bring up? <laughs> hey, dude, I, let's take it way off topic since Eric's not here. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. <laughs> it was fucking interesting. It, we kind of got way off topic. And how long's this son of a bitch gone? It's gone. Some in the batch. So Are you gonna play us out? Time, yeah, it's time for. I want to finish with out. one thing. I got one fucking little thing here. If you I didn't say bouncy balls. No, I'm gonna fuck no, fucking no, no bouncy you. balls. Just play it. In 1990, this is a great thing about our system. I want to point this out to people. 1990, Ramsey McMullen. You know who Ramsey McMullen is? Absolutely not. Nobody fucking does. He's a distinguished Yale historian of Rome. He published a book that took uh, on one of the central questions in his field. Why did the greatest empire in history of the world collapse in the 5th century? The root cause, he explained, was political corruption, which had become systematic in the late Roman Empire. You getting this, Boggs? What once was immoral became accepted. Standard practice, bogs, and what was once illegal was celebrated as the new normal. And I think that's where we are today, kids. So, the moral of the story is we're fucked. <laughs> we're not fucked if we fucking get some cojones and stand up. Again, we are fucked. <laughs> Build a bunker, God damn it, get a lot of ammunition. And uh, let's get rid of Obamacare because it's socialist. <laughs> I'm only pretty sure that I can't take any more before you take a swing. I wonder what are we fighting for when I say out loud I want to get out of this. I wonder is there anything I'm gonna miss? I wonder how's it gonna be when you don't know me Who are you? How's it gonna be when you're sure I'm not there? Where'd you go? How's it gonna be when there's no one there to talk to between you and me? Cause I don't care how's it gonna be Where we used to laugh, there's a shout and match Sharp as a thumbnail scratch A silence I can't ignore Like the hammock by the doorway We spent time in swings empty I don't see lightning like last fall When it was always about to hit me Flip the page <laughs> I wonder how's it gonna be When it goes down How's it gonna be when you're not around? How's it gonna be when you found out there was nothing between you and me?
Cause I don't care how's it gonna be Well, how's it gonna be When you don't know me such pessimists basically yeah we kind of are there's a fucking sunshine you're all gonna die Whoa. no i before you quit i did promise michael i'd do pink triangle are we gonna do that on we're the we're doing on the after show is that oh, after shit. show all right go to the after show on youtube is amy gonna interpret a dance for us uh if you're listening to this like no three days after then it'll finally be up <laughs> no shit. I'm sorry, dude. I Just, got a job. I got to fucking work that, and all this other bullshit. Now it takes that we've me a while basically to get done. coined the whole fucking uh, stream. What the fuck is it called? The little thing you put underneath all the text. Shit. The scroll that we put on there? Yeah. What's that called? The Just world's the ticker? Long, the world's the ticker. longest scroll. The fucking ticker. Now that we have that, you can just make that your little shtick and be like, sorry, this comes up three days later. I don't know what the fuck okay. I'm saying. Just end the goddamn show. All right, everybody. Peace out. Fuck your mother. <laughs>